Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Live across Australia on SEN Track, Giddy Up with Gareth Hall. Now on Giddy Up, it's time for the Monday Means Test with Wayne Hawkes and John O'Neill. Yes, good morning. Gareth Hall with you for the Monday Means Test here on Giddy Up. Thanks to Bet365, the world's favourite online betting brand. Imagine what you could be buying instead for free and confidential support. Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. One man's made it into the studio, despite his busy schedule. Johnny O'Neill, hello to you. Morning, G. How are you, mate? Good, thank you. Now, I don't know if he's, you know, when we've built up a team and, you know, you go to war for your, your mates. Um, I don't know if Wayne Hawks, I don't know if you'd really want to go into battle with us these days because everywhere I look, he's jumping ship somewhere. I spoke to him this morning. He was pulling up at a petrol station after eating three Big Macs on the way up there. And I yep. said to him, I saw your handsome brother in uh, in Sydney on Saturday because yeah. I was up there for the races. And I said he wouldn't be eating the Big Macs the way that you are. Nothing that we love a Big Mac. We do no. love a Big Mac. But Wayne was chomping through those, you know, like those old Pac-Men, yes. you know, like that little thing he just chomps through them. And Michael turned 48 the other day. So happy birthday to Michael Hawks. Well, I have to tell you, I was standing watching one of their horses run in one of mine. And I turned around and it was like you're in a model convention. Yes. Him and his wife. Claire. Claire. Yes. Claire presenting beautifully at the races. Michael beautifully groomed. And you see Wayne, his shirt's hanging out and mm. can't do his tie up around his neck. And No, well. I'd have to say. That was very nice. They came and said hello. Very nice people. Yeah. And aren't they on fire, the Hawks? Oh, the moment? They're, they're low flying. Hello to you, Wayne. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for fitting yeah. us. Th- thanks for fitting us in your busy schedule these days. Yeah. Good morning, and thanks for the uh, thanks for the great intro. But uh, Macca's Macca's are sponsors of SEN, Johnny. So what are you going to say now? Well, I'm a big man. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm 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 a big man on those uh, on those uh, double cheese, mate. I love a double cheese. Now- can I? Can I? Can I? No, no. I, I've got to jump in, Gareth, just quickly. Going on from that, I've just pulled over to the service station on the way to the races. I won't say where. And the person in front of me said, um, what's it next to the potato cakes, the scallops? And she said, that's a potato cake with ham and cheese. Ooh. They're not mm. bad, actually. You should try them. You yeah. want to get a couple of those and rub them all over no, your guts? No, yeah, be, that'd be, it'd be beautiful. That'd be <laughs> I, didn't, I, I didn't have it. I didn't have it. It was a heart attack don't, on, uh, don't in lie, the Bain Marie. Anyway, my king's gambit. Now, don't get offended by this, Wayne, please. But okay, okay. Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott. They would have to be the best trainers in the land at the moment. Every week they're training Group 1 winners. They had one of their most memorable day at the office there on Saturday. They took out the flight stakes with the progressive filly that led all of the way for Adam Hieronymus um, that's definitely going places. And that filly, you would imagine, would be awfully hard to beat in a VRC Oaks and she'll be heading that way as well. Um, And she was superb to lead all of the way on Saturday. And I speak of Tropical Squall. And then they took the former horse owned by the King, now owned by my racehorse and just fine and remains unbeaten. This preparation had no form whatsoever in the UK. Turns up to Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott's camp and does what he's done, this preparation. And I know he only had to carry 50 kilos, but he was sensational to win the Metro. He'll probably head to Melbourne now. And then before that in the Premier Stakes, most likely they might have two runners in the Everest because Hawaii Five O's been picked up by Aquas, and then of course Alcohol Free probably did enough. You would imagine there for year long to push ahead for a slot in the Everest. So they're on fire. In fact, they've been the stars of the spring so far. Um, well, yeah, Johnny O'Neill. So yeah. if you're just going off this spring, they're the number one rated stable in the country. Gee, you've gone early. You've gone very early. We've but only no, just started. But, I know, but right but now Gay, they but are. But Gay has been presenting 
for 30 years. I like, think Adrian she, Botts helped Gail. Well, I think, I think he's a wonderful trainer too. But I will say on the weekend, uh, obviously they put their horses in the right races and the form that they're doing around is terrific. But, geez, they got some good rides though, didn't they? And I think um, like the AFL grand final on the weekend and the NRL grand final, these, these moments of luck are so, so critical. And when you have really competitive racing and you get great rides, that's generally the difference in the result. Yeah. I don't think there's any horse. We saw some star horses on the weekend um, and on Friday night, of course. So some of those horses you can probably um, allow for some for some shitty rides and the horses can still I'm win. I'm looking but, forward but, to what I know already but, then. But, but generally, but, but, but generally um, Hawksy, I'm not, not quite sure what yours, but, I mean, you had some great horses run on the weekend and a couple of terrible rides, mate. Um, and, you know, you get a couple of decent rides and, and you train to treble on the weekend too, yeah? That's the, you're 100% right, especially this time of the year. And I suppose it's a bit like um, when you, you're watching both NRL and AFL codes. and You go back to the greats, and in the last week, that everyone's done a good, good job of interviewing all of the previous greats. There's one thing that always keeps coming up. The great players excel in the finals. And so it's the same thing as a jockey having to excel, like the trainers have their horses peaking on the right day. So the jockeys, the great jockeys, excel in as far as they make less mistakes. It's as simple as that. So you do, and and the thing is now, what I was going to say was you do need the good rides and why you need it more so now than in previous history. When they draw those bad barriers, you're just about stuffed, as we know. So they, you need every single thing to go right. And the competition, every horse has a perfect run. Gee, there's not a lot between first and about sixth, is it? So and how often do you go back and watch the replay and you go, it should have won, it should have won, it should have won, it should have won. And, and, and that's in the same race. So you do need things to go right for you on the day. So Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott, they're just on fire at the moment, Hawksy. To do what they did there on Saturday was remarkable. And they've got – they won a group one in Melbourne there the other day, of course, with Alligator Blood. And I did say last week that that might be his birthday or he's, it, he, won't, he won't win another group one for the season. But then I've just had a look at – they're going to the might and power. And there's no one really going to the might and power. So they're placing their horses perfect. Like there would be the temptation to go to the King Charles with Alligator Blood, but they said no. He probably couldn't win that against Mr. Brightside. So we will go to a might and power, and he's a big chance of winning that, Wayne. So they're getting everything right at the moment. You've got to put them where they can, uh, where they can win. And I think one thing that's more prevalent today than what it was last spring carnival and the spring carnival before if you go back 12 months, we spoke about this in depth, about the prize money in Sydney. And you've heard me say, Gareth, I'll train horses that will never, ever race in Melbourne, ever. And the quality of the horses, well, you know what? They're, they're thinner because Epsom and Metrop weekend was last weekend. Four Three years ago, every horse that continued on headed down the Hume Highway. There was floats galore this week heading south in previous years. So that's not happening. And then we're losing horses from uh, Melbourne horses up to Sydney and things like that. So the prize money thing is really coming into play. So on the flip side, it's great for connections and it's great for people to uh, back their favourite horse and things like that because the quality of the opposition has definitely got thinner. So you are seeing horses that you would have yesteryear think, well, oh, I don't know whether you're quite a group one horse that are, that are not just winning one, but they win a couple of them. In saying that, Imperatrice and Amelia's Jewel might not head to Sydney, and they're the two best horses in the country. Yeah, they're both flying. That was a huge win. Uh, Jeez, you jump off. I wish I win pretty quick, don't you? I wish I win was yours about six no, weeks ago. Never, where Imperatrice is a better sprinter than I wish I win, I think, at the moment. We were sort of, some, Hawksy and I were chatting yesterday just about Imperatrice, and Surely with those slots that are left, the $400,000 that it costs you to buy the slot. 700. Well, 700. Surely somebody's coming back and saying, well, I want to cover my 700 and just give me even money. So I get another 700 and the rest goes to Imperatrice because they won't beat it if it goes there. No, we'll come back. We'll have that debate in just a moment, what they're doing there with Imperatrice. And, and also Amelia's Jewel, there's a decision to be made whether she goes to Sydney for King Charles or she'll get too much weight for the Turak. I'll get you to put your handicapping hat on, Wayne and, and John, and see what weight you think that she deserves, say, 
in a track and then whether you would go towards a Cox Plate or a Golden Eagle with her. But we'll discuss all of that straight after this. This is the Monday's Means Test. Gareth Hall, Johnny O'Neill and Wayne Hawks with you. Plus, Johnny, did those good horses arrive there safely? They're all there. Oh, They're all there. Including... All tucked up with little hats on in, and all wrapped up. It's beautiful. Victoria Road arrived. Oh, yeah, very good. Yes, looking very forward happy. to discussing all of that straight after this. Live across Australia on SEN Track, Giddy Up with Gareth Hall. As they come around the home corner now, and Golden Mile comes back on Nugget. Golden Mile a length and a half on Nugget, followed by Williamsburg. Redina getting a gap. Further back to Kovalika, working into the clear. Hope in your heart coming down the outside together with Mo Ibron, but Golden Mile has a good lead. Inside the 150, Golden Mile two in front. Redina, Democracy Manifest charging home. So, Redina, Chris Waller wins another Epsom, but the girls stole the show there on Saturday at Randwick for the first ever time in the history of this wonderful sport that two female riders um, won two group ones there on the same day with Kathy winning the Epsom, Johnny, and then, of course, Rachel King doing a remarkable job and giving just fine a peach of a ride in the Metro. Both really, really hard workers and great riders. I know Bjorn's a huge... Um, a, a huge sort of fan of Rachel. Um, yeah. So it's great to see her get a, a number of other opportunities. And Kathy's been around for a long time. She's a great rider. So yeah. it was fantastic to see him uh, get the job done, hey? And well under Kathy too, Wayne. She deserves all the success that comes her way. She's been a good uh, hard worker for a long time. And it is, it is going to, we're going to see this more and more because if you look at the apprentice schools coming through, if there's 10 kids in Melbourne, seven of them are girls. If you look at New Zealand, Three quarters of the races are female jockeys, and you know they lose Wurimu Pin and yep. Michael Walkers and people like that. So the girls are uh, certainly coming to the fore. And as we've said before, the girls that ride, and this is a sexist thing, the girls that ride, they have no advantage over the boys. It's, it's, a, no. it's a set wage level penalties, and that wouldn't happen in just about any other sport in the world. No, that's what makes our sport so special in my eyes it's let's special. give and Thanks, let's and let's give let's give Adam Hieronymus a bit of a rap too yeah fantastic to see three star jockeys ride yeah. group ones especially the hippo to come back as well as he has it's 10 o'clock at news time live across Australia on SEN track giddy up with Gareth Hall Amelia's Jewel stoked up to run her down into the straight at the 150. Pride of Jenny a half length. Amelia's Jewel moves up on the outside, takes Pride of Jenny, is coming clear. Great pipe opener. Bring on the Cox Plate. Amelia's Jewel, three quarters of a length. Pride of Jenny. Matty Hill knew what he was doing mm. for Michael Brown, Mooney Valley Racing Club, and Racing Victoria. So everybody in Victoria wanted want Amelia's Jewel to go to a Cox Plate. Peter Walsh, now I can't read. Peter Walsh and Simon Miller now. Um, I thought they were going to a track into a Cox Plate, but Walsh, indicated that probably the Golden Eagle's the favourite. So there's three scenarios now for her. She goes to the track into the Cox Plate, stays in Melbourne. She goes to the track and then goes to Sydney for the Eagle. Or she bypasses the, the track because she gets too much weight there and goes to the King Charles and the Golden Eagle. Wayne Hawks, if she was your horse... What weight would you expect in a Turak? Now, this is a difficult one to assess in a way because she might scare all the top weights like a Tuvalu away. Like, looking at the all-in market, she's the only Group 1 winner there, apart from a Tuvalu's at $17. Well, the thing is, is the people that are going to nominate in the Turak are still going to nominate. Now, they might run, but then you say getting scared away, she ain't Winks or Black Caviar just yet. But if you are heading towards a two-rack, you wouldn't be shying away from her. What's going to happen is she'll get a kilo and a half concession for the uh, for the weight, being a mare. Then they'll give us the great excuse why this, that, and everything else. And <clears throat> I reckon she'll get in pretty well because, you know, 
they'll want her to run in Melbourne. Now, what, um, what am I saying? Am I saying that there's a handicapper rigging it? Well, he's going to flatly deny it, and I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is... Well, what are you saying? I think you are, are you saying, saying that. That's what you're well, saying. Well, that's shut up. Your brother wouldn't up say that. He wouldn't shut say up that. and let me finish. He'd be brushing his hair. You wouldn't do this with Brittany. He'd he just get to the that. point, see? We can't understand. No, go he'd be, on. He'd be getting some photos <laughs> and some of the yeah. sort of the, the lifts out, in, uh, oh. the, the lift outs in those model things. So you're, what are you saying then, you're being Wayne? aggressive there, Wayne. Thank you. What I'm saying is I don't care if you let her in light. I don't care. But do it all year round with all the other horses. Because if you win a midweek at Sandown on a Saturday at Caulfield, all of a sudden they just want to bang you straight up in the weights and give you and give you sixty kilos and things like that for average horses. All of a sudden you get to the good horses and they, they, they want to start at fifty eight and then work their way down. Now last week I spoke about how the jockeys uh, are struggling with their weight and everything like that. And I'm not mad on putting the, raising the weights. But we probably need to look at all this sort of stuff because the other thing is, I mean, I just spoke about the girls, so there's no concession for them when they ride against the boys. But when you've got a female and you've got, you know, when you've got the top notches in weight for age races like the Winxes and the Black Caviars, they get a concession because they're female. Winx and Black Caviar beat every male known to man. And, I mean, so in fairness, you're starting off the women's tees all the time and, and, and you're uh, a female Tiger Woods. Now, I just reckon all this probably needs to be re-looked at because we don't have the Colts that are dominant like we used to. We had Animo, but gee whiz, before Animo, what was the last real dominant Colt? And these mares get in so, so well. And look yeah. at all the great mares we've had over the last 15 years. See, it's ridiculous that they still get an allowance. The jockeys were those weight issues. <laughs> we've stopped them travelling in the car with you to the races, so... They're not stopping into all the takeaway joints mm. and tuning in on the way, mate. I, so I want the handicapper to, to weight them correctly so that, you know what, if they want to go to Sydney, well, so be it. You reckon Uncle Peter hasn't been on the phone from um, from the NRL, from the uh, the Panthers straight to the uh, straight to the ownership of Amelia's Jewel? You're kidding yourself. He'd, be, he'd have a hotline to them, desperate for them to get that horse to Sydney. And he, he, he'll, he'll close the Hume Highway down for them to give them a, an express run so, up the Hume. So, Hoxie, is, is it a 1.5 kilo allowance or two, the mayor's? Oh, it, 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 it's either or. I can't remember, but it is genuinely, a, it, there is a definitely an allowance. In a handicap, I'm not sure what What about do. if you're a top weight, I think however? It's a kilo would... But if you're a top weight, there, there has to be a 58. Yeah. But Yeah, but hang on, hang on, hang on. If she gets 58, right? If she gets 58... The bottom will only have 50 bloody four or something. So it's only going to be four kilo spread. See, where she becomes very difficult to manage is from a weight point of view. She's the star of the show. There's no doubt about that. And potentially, she's on the way. Now, why I say potentially is she's won one group one in Western Australia and she hasn't won one on the Eastern Seaboard. Now, people can argue... Is the, is the Group 1 in Perth as strong as what it would be in the Eastern States? So she's won one Group 1 in Perth. She's come over here, and you know what? They're setting the scene up perfectly well. I reckon good on them, and they deserve every bit of success they do because they're not going silly and running in the big, big races and chasing that. I mean, we see that with the staying races every year where they've got to run in the Underwood and the Turnbull and the Caulfield Stakes and all those races, yeah. and they're not good enough, are they? So basically, this is the situation. So Tuvalu probably doesn't go towards a Turak, but she needs him to go to a Turak because if looking at the the, the horses in the all in market, if she if Tuvalu doesn't go, she'll clearly be the top rating galloper there. So she has to carry fifty eight because I don't think there has to be a top weight there. So that will be the situation that might, Simon might have might have been might have been fifty seven. But there is definitely a minimum top weight. I can't remember yeah, what it is. I think it's 58. Ones. It's 58. So 58, she would have right. to carry 58. So we don't know the spread there, but that... Um, but, it won't, but it won't matter, Gareth. It'll be that compressed. There'll be some poor bugger down at 55 going, mate, I've won, I've won, a, I've won a group two race and all, I'm up against her and she's only got three kilos more than me. So the best horses get in well. Simon, Miller, Simon Miller was playing your game a little bit too. He was quoted oh, yeah, saying... Yeah. Um, if they slam her with weight, we'll just go to Sydney. Then Jay Rooney had to retweet that quote that he put out there saying, just to clarify, this was not a threat from Simon, a pure statement of fact with no malice. 
So all I've got to say is she should get 60. She should get 60 kilos. <laughs> kilo and a half or two kilo allowance at 58. Yay. I'm betting at 58 every day of the week Yes. on that horse. There's only one horse that can beat her if he gets on well or gets in well at the weights, and that's the horse that should have won the... The Epsom by about half a furlong. Kovalika. No, no, it was a great run, Kovalika. Oh. The other horse in behind that. Democracy that, Manifest. Uh, yeah, that. OMG. Yeah, what about oh the. Your, your jockey again, OMG. Tyler well, I'm, I'm all jockey. over. I'm, look, I'm, I'm, I'm in the, the inevitable squad there, but was I, stiff. Do you see how far he got back? <sighs> yeah, but. Mate, mate, mate. Democracy Manifest. That horse. Oh. What, what Chris has done with that horse. Oh. It's a very good horse, <laughs> mate. It'll, it'll come and win the Turak if, right. if that mare doesn't just, go there. Just back to Amelia's jewel before we. Um, we change topics here. Would you go to a Cox Plate or a Golden Eagle if she was your horse, Johnny? And you didn't, money was like money's no object, which it isn't to you guys. You go to the Golden Eagle. Golden Eagle, yeah. Wayne? I'm not having a dollar each way, but I'd love to know what Damien Lane thought after the race because she sat behind the fast pace. She went round it. She won by a length. They broke the track record. You can't, you can't run any quicker than that because on face value, when you've, when I first looked at it, I went, yeah, you've beaten Princess Jenny, which is great, but it wasn't that impressive. Then they run a track record. You can't do any more than what you've done, and the big old octagonal taught me more than anything. He won 10 group ones, and his collective, collective winning margin was not four lengths. So the great horses don't win by big panels. The great horses keep winning. I reckon it's a sixty hope in the Golden Eagle. It's nearly a twos on hope yeah. in the Golden Eagle, and it'll go round... Three to one. The seven difference, you know, what the difference will be. Plate. You know, you know, you know, what the biggest difference will be. And I'll tell you why they'll stay in Melbourne. They'll stay in Melbourne because I don't reckon they'll want to go Sydney way again and take her up there because it's uh, it's easier for Sydney horses to come to Melbourne. It's harder for Melbourne way again to go to Sydney. And there's no rhyme or reason. I've asked Mick Dipman, I've asked Shane Dyes, I've asked Darren Beedman's. And they all have said the same thing. It just feels like Melbourne way of going is a more natural way for the horses to run. So they've moved across to Melbourne. Do they then need to relocate into Sydney and then decide where they stay there or where they come home? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, unless their other plans are to go to Europe and go Sydney way of going and they want to try. They're going but, to Dubai March, I think, during that carnival. That's which the, way is Dubai? Which way do they race Melbourne, in Dubai? Melbourne way. Melbourne, yeah. right. Yeah. I, I, I reckon I reckon she'll stay here. All right, then. I reckon she'll stay here. They 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 just want a lesser weight. They just, they'll just they're just doing that. So Amelia's jewels four dollars in a Golden Eagle. She's four fifty second favourite in a Cox Plate. Legato, who missed that run there in New Zealand because of the heavy track, she goes around at Matamata, I think, on Saturday. She's at six fifty, and then Obama Obamuramai is the Japanese galloper at six fifty. Then we go out to Anosapenko at thirteen, Age of Kings at thirteen, Zoology at seventeen, then a Y five O that was very good the other day, um, in a Premier Stakes at seventeen dollars. So, um, watch this space with uh, Amelia's Jewel, but she's definitely got everybody talking. And I was there at Mooney Valley on Friday night. I was blown away with her popularity. Yeah, look, I, I agree with that. Look, the, the other thing I do want to say for the punters out there is just be careful. Because it's an all-in market, right? Yeah. So don't go taking the 450. Don't, yeah. Because I'm just going to tell you, at the end of the day, if it was declared to go to the Golden Eagle, it'd be even money. The only reason it's 450 is they're unsure. So don't go wasting your money. 10.14, we'll take a break. We'll come back, uh, come back and have a chat about the Everest and what the other slot holders are doing, trying to work out which way they want to go before this $20 million race. It's 10.14. This is the Monday Means Test with Johnny O'Neill, Wayne Hawks and Gareth Hall. Live across Australia on SEN Track. Giddy up with Gareth Hall. Fura made a line of three before the corner. Then Rothfire, Imperatrice is making her bid as Fura around the turn at the 150. Led a length and a half. Imperatrice is flying now as Fura at the 50. Imperatrice has got her and raced on by. So they were the two feature sprints over the weekend and Peritrees, she surprised me even again. She went out of this world to defeat her. A group 1,000-metre horse and a, a Sphura there at the Valley under lights in the Moya to break her own track record. 
and then think about it, did what good horses do. He found a way to win first up, which isn't easy to do over the 1,200 metres. Defeated a Hawaii 5-0 who missed the kick and then storm time. So he gets a slot. Bella Nipatina was third. She hasn't got a slot. And alcohol free. I'm just trying to get onto you long to see what they're doing there. Does she go to the Everest or do you think, or do they say, well, we think she's probably a better seven furlong to maybe a mile horse in this country. And we might aim up at, say, an Empire Rose with her instead of going to an Everest. Um, Johnny, Imperatrice, does it hurt the, now, does it hurt the, the, the race like a, an Everest if they can't get the most sexiest sprinter in Australasia at the moment there and the race is worth $20 million? Absolutely. And I think that's why that horse will definitely go there. Um, so how does she go there then? Because you've got Chris Waller, you've got Arafield and the star that have got a question mark with Marzulu. Well, he was scratched. lame on the weekend, right? Yep. So he'll trial tomorrow, I think. Yep. And then you've got Yulong, who they've got to make a decision. Do they go with alcohol-free or do they try and get imperatrice? So I think I think from Yulong's perspective and also Arafield, you'd be wanting to get hold of um, imperatrice and breed long-term. It'd yep. be a fantastic um, showcase mare. Um, so I think... If I'm Yulong, knowing that I try to buy the best mares, as Coolmore do in the country, um, and all the Group 1 willing mares, winning mares, I'm, I'm not thinking alcohol-free can win the race, so I'm doing a deal. Now, I think the prize money, Gareth, yes, um, so first prize money $7 million, I believe, in this race. $7 million. Which is about $284 million Kiwi. So, and you'd have to win. You'd have to race from two until you were 42 over there. Now, tell me this. And win 60 in a row to win that prize money. So all I'm saying too is, too good. So, so David Ellis and, and the crew are like, I mean, he's a genius himself. He, he's a great um, horse person, but also commercially very Ambassador. smart. So you're definitely doing a deal with Yulong. It's 700 for the slot. I'd be copying even money the slot, to be honest. So I'd be getting $1.4 million back. And uh, if and if that's the case, um, I think what is it? Seven to the winner. So it's seven million to the winner. So if that's a, like, so you, you get you get your money back basically if you finish last, seven hundred thousand yeah, dollars. You do. So if you're David Ellis and you're representing those group of owners, why wouldn't you just buy a slot? Like if you win, you get seven million. Two point nine for second, two million for third. You take the seven hundred thousand. It's not a bad investment. If you go to the Manicato, you win one point two for winning. 360 for second, third, 180, and then fourth, 90,000. You can't tell me that she gets extra value to her broodmare sale if she wins another group one. She's won seven of them. I I think at the end of the day, they'll do a deal. Either Arafield with Mizzou being lame. And look, hopefully, I was with one of the guys on Saturday that's uh, that's got a share in it. So let's hope. Could Coolmore do a deal if Shinsu doesn't? Possibly. Yeah. So, I mean, look, they're all smart traders, they're great breeders. And I think whatever they do, they'll be trying to tie up that there's some type of agreement that the horse can be sort of purchased after stud to to um to be the mum of mums, yeah. I would have thought. At the end of the day, Imperatrice is still the talk of the Everest and she's not even going there. And I guess that's what makes the Everest such a remarkable race because we're talking about her going towards an Everest when she says that she's not going. Well, they say that she's not going and she's heading towards the Manicado and then to the Dali. So that's why the Everest is quickly becoming this, well, well Sydney's biggest race because everybody, it, just, it just gets everybody talking all of the time, Wayne. It's the, big, it's the biggest race in the racing calendar. There's no doubt about that. The Melbourne Cup's obviously the people's race, but uh, there's no other race that people talk about all year round. You, 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 can win a, you can win a 64 at Ballarat in July and people will go, could this thing run in Everest? I think it's pretty good. I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing, amazing, amazing what Peter Volandis has done. And, you know, I mean, there's been plenty of boohooers and people suspect, and I was one of them to a point. But, uh, gee whiz, I'm not, sure, I'm not sure how this race equates in dollar return because we know that it's got the tongues wag and we know this is the race that we all talk about. The one thing that Uncle Peter doesn't do is he doesn't let anyone see his balance sheet. So you wouldn't have a clue whether he's dumping ten million on the table. Because all that stuff is relevant. You know, but at the end of the day, I mean is you know, if, if if they stick to their guns and stay in Melbourne, I say, Well, you know what, good luck to you because you're right. She won't be worth any more money whether she wins a Manicado or she wins an Everest because she's already stamped herself and 
she's obviously a high, high quality horse. And see, the thing is, when you were talking about that just before Gareth saying that, you know, she surprised you a bit, the difference would be if she, in, back in New Zealand, some of those races that she ran in, maybe they weren't the right races for her, but they just had no other option. Because it's not like in Australia where you've got a stack of different options. In New Zealand, you've got that race or that race, and that's it. Take mm. your pick. You've got that, and that's it. So she could quite possibly have been running in races that really weren't run to suit and not right, but her having the class that she has. And I, I, th- I think it's good that the Kiwis are back on top because, you know, they win all the, they win all the staying races. There's no doubt about that. But uh, they haven't had a good sprinter come over here for a while, I don't think. Have they? Our Mace was probably as good as any back yeah. in the day, and he didn't do as much as she did. So, unfortunately, like for racing in a perfect world, this is just me. This is no people go, Gareth, you're, like, um, you're meant to be on Melbourne side or Sydney. So, this is me just as a racing fan. You're a Western Australian, Gareth. Yeah, I'm an Australian. That's what I bloody am. I'm a bloody West Australian. Australian. I'll tell you what I am. I'm a consolidator. Yeah. I'm giving Uncle Peter the job. So, and he can run racing yeah. in Australia and sort the whole thing out so, and sort the calendars out and the programming and the prize money so racing, and everyone's happy. So Victoria's had a pretty good carnival to date. So, but what I'm thinking, so the two biggest days now in the country should be Everest Day, and you'd love to have Amelia's Jewel go around and a King Charles taking on horses like Brightside and Light Infantry and the like, and then Imperatry's there for the Everest. And then the Cox Plate's always going to be hurt in a way because you're going to have some of the, the star four-year-olds like a Legato or maybe Amelia's Jewel go there instead of the Cox Plate. The Cox Plate always has that international flavour and you might get some nice horses from the King Charles. But then the other biggest day in Australian racing has to be Champions Day now because that's when we might get to see all of them all of them come together. Now, unfortunately, I don't think Amelia's Jewel will be going that way because they only want to give her four runs. But like the Champion Stakes or the Champions Mile should nearly be the biggest race of the spring as well. It in a perfect world, I'd love to see the very best take on each other, but I don't think we're ever going to see that too often these days. I, I think the other big challenge in trying to get Champions Day up, and you know they've done they've done a great job the last couple of years since we've sort of changed the scheduling a bit and uh, and repositioned that race, is that the, the, the same scenario is that racing's on fifty two weeks of the year. It's not like the footy finals and the cricket and the seasons and stuff. So the challenge is you're going to have people going Caulfield Cup Day, going Guineas Day. You're going to try to get them to front back up Cox Plate Day. You want them to go to Derby Day. They need to go to Cup Day. You want them to go to Oaks Day and you want to try to fill the joint the last day. It's it's difficult to do, Gareth, because the carnival goes for so long. Yeah. There's going to be people now, as you're saying, great horses in Sydney. So people are going to be either going to the Guineas or going to... Sydney for those group one races. So there's that much stuff going on that trying to have four or five massive days, G is very difficult, I think. Yeah. Just quickly with the Everest, think about it. It's a winner. He's at three fifty. I wish I win four fifty. Privatized $6. Bonus notches $9. And then you go to cylinder at $11. This year, Wayne, and I think the slot holders might be weighing this up as well. For the first time, um, and they always say, geez, the Everest is a truly run race. But where is the pace this year apart from overpass? We say we say that, but how often does it happen where something would want to jump and, you know, from a bad barrier and want to jump and go forward because, you know, nature stripping last year's Everest uh, sat five deep from the outside barrier and he, he punctured, didn't he? So yep. I reckon there'll be enough pace and overpass and he knows one way and that's to go forward. But. If the great Mary Imperatrice doesn't run in the Everest, it'll still be one hell of a race. And if she goes there, it'll just be the uh, the extra Wayne. cherry uh, cherry on top. Wayne just doesn't want her to go there because um, Mr. Masara's got a horse by the name of Remark that he's, I think he's, he, he, he like, you know, do you, do you think Remark would be a better <clears throat> chance than Marzu in, a, in an Everest? <sighs> well, Mar- Marzu is sore and that's always a cloud. I think he's got a trial tomorrow. When you're going into the big races, I, 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 I tell you one guarantee. It's a bit like um, Chris Fagan saying, I will not play a player that is not 100%. And he's 100% right because when you're going into these big races, you've got a few niggles and things aren't quite right and you've had a crappy preparation. It is only the absolute elite that can do it. Yeah. And I mean that from the ones that I've dealt with over the years. You've got a good horse, good horses get, get beat. The elite can do anything because they're the elite. But... 
you need things to uh, to go right. But you know what? We're, we're we're talking about great races and great horses, and you know things uh, thing thing things are things are gangbusters because prize money's up. It's All as right. simple as yeah. that. Isn't it? You you want you want to get in the Everest because you get twenty three thousand once you get the ten percent for running twelve. I'm happy to run the I'm yeah. I'm happy to run the Sydney Stakes because I tell you I tell you why the Sydney Stakes will end up being half a basket case race worth a couple of million dollars. Now, we're running on that day. Now, where we end up running, we'll soon find out, but we've always planned to run Remark on that day. Yeah. So if he runs in the Sydney States, because remember, you still, what have we got? Two or three slots left, question marks over Marzu. Some of those, whatever, everyone's going to want to run the Everest. So if you run the Sydney Stakes, it might be a money for jam. And see, they've got that couple of million dollar bonus as well. If you end up running the Sydney Stakes, you can actually uh, get another 1.2, I reckon, million-dollar bonus. Yeah. So, I mean, we're talking 1.2 like it's a round of drinks. I mean, it's serious money. That's yes, it's serious money you. to actually that's, that's, win. That's another 60 well, sneaky for you. Yeah, I think. Correct. But the bottom line the bottom line is it's okay to win the Everest. Get a few hamburgers. There's only, one, there's, there's only one winner, though. There's going to be 11 disappointed, aren't there? So, yeah. to a point. And so, then, running in the Sydney Stakes ain't. Ain't such a bad consolation, I don't reckon. And there's people texting, and there's no bonus for Imperatrice if she stays in Melbourne because they scrapped that bonus there with the prize money decreases there um, at the end of last season. Depends what their agenda is. Gareth, their agenda might be, we've just got a new stable in Melbourne. We've set up the new stable. We've got the hottest horse running around in Melbourne right now other than Amelia's Jewel. And you know what? Some people will now argue that Imperatrice is the hottest horse that's raced in the last seven days or fourteen days in Victoria. Are you so saying? Are you saying, Wayne, are you saying, Wayne, that with the prize money reductions, that they'll find some more money and sort of in the bottom drawer? Is there more money hidden here in Victoria day to day? No, 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 incentive in that no, nobody no, knows not. about. Are you sure no, about that, that Wayne? No, well, I can't guarantee, but there, there'd, be, there'd be no way they'd do that. Not not after dropping prize money across the board. If they came out and said, it was a bit like when Cranbourne mooted that race for a giga kick and uh, I wish I win, people would have jumped up and down if they had just put on a race yeah. for those two horses when they've dropped prize money. Bottom line is, if David Ellis sticks up, to his guns, I know he is, but if David Ellis sticks to his guns and they run in Melbourne, good luck to them if they want to promote their stable of just coming from New Zealand to Australia trying to attract new clients and things like that. So you don't know what their, you don't know what their exact agenda I th- is. I think, well, Funny, but true. Yeah, 248 million Kiwi. I, I reckon I, that was pretty cool. I think that New Zealand have got, um, with I Wish I Win, they're, 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 they're ramming up the publicity for the Everest. I'm pretty sure if you've got a syndication business, winning the Everest would be a pretty good marketing tool <laughs> to get new owners involved, even if you're... Um, even if you're Australian based, has she, has she raced as as imperative? A question without notice. They reckon she's a length, she- length a length below her Melbourne form. Um, Shut she, up. she got she was second behind a tourist <laughs> there the other day. Ten thirty three. Anyway, let's move on. We'll talk about these international horses that have arrived over the weekend straight after the news. Imagine what you could be buying instead for free. Live across Australia on SEN Track, Giddy Up with Gareth Hall. Welcome back to Giddy Up. This is the Monday Means Test. Gareth Hall, Johnny O'Neill and Wayne Hawks with you on this Monday. Plenty of text messages coming through. Uncle Wayne loves Imperatrice, but she's going to have to be bloody good to beat Think About It over 1,200 metres. Gee, Hall, surely Think About It has to be considered the country's premier sprinter now. Really is some horse. is the favourite for the Everest for a reason, Tommy. Um... Do I see Johnny's best mate, Jamie Spencer, is coming back this spring? I think he's right. Yes, yes. He's coming yes. to ride in the Turnbull. Well, he's coming to that. see you, Johnny. Straight well, to your place, mate. Um, you can just put a line through the thing he's riding. Yeah. Gentry, <laughs> you only have to get you only get to go I to I love the, him. He's a great bloke. He's a ripper. You only have great to go to the yeah, party. Of course you do. We've noticed. Yeah. A lot of people saying that um, Amelia's chill has to go to the, the Golden Eagle because, it's of course, it's the only chance that she gets to compete in that race. But let's talk about these internationals that have arrived um, in Australia. So all the internationals are basically here ahead of uh, the carnival. And Johnny and Aussie Kerr will play a major part. You've got Buckaroo, who'll go around in a King Charles and Cox plate for uh, Joseph O'Brien. Victoria Road, have you done the deal there? Done the deal. It's done. So Aiden, o- Aiden O'Brien trains. Aiden will train and then the horse will go to yep. Kieran. Ryan Moore rides in the Cox plate. Not sure yet. Can okay. I confirm? Light infantry. 
Yeah, he's uh, very, very, very happy in Sydney. Mm-hmm. Arrived, bucking his brands off and rolling around yesterday in, in the sand roll and having a ball. So he's, uh, we're very excited about him. I know Kieran, uh, Kieran was out there yesterday and Gab sent me some stuff this morning. So that's all good. And then did, you... they, did they arrive in Sydney or Melbourne, uh, Joe? No, so Buckaroo and Light Infantry are in Sydney. Uh, and Victoria. Did they arrive yesterday? Uh, no, they've been there for a few days, mate, for a few days. Gee, it must be, just just quickly, like with 35 degrees yesterday, I spoke to my brother who's a Sydney sider, and he said it was damn hot. Yeah, it so it'd be quite interesting for those horses how they'd get along with the, uh, they wouldn't have, I mean, they might never have experienced a, a hot day like that. So it'd be interesting to see how they've, uh, how they're getting on. Well, I've got to say the feedback we've got from uh, from Kieran and from um, from Joseph's team already back through Oz, and Oz has obviously got a great relationship with all the international people, but it's been terrific, mate. They settled, they travelled really well. Both horses are very yeah, well, and and as you say, from a heat scenario, normally they'd lose a, a, a heap of weight, um, but neither of them did, which is really good. So um, that's all systems go uh, up in Sydney for us. Um, who, ri- who rides light infantry in the King Charles? Uh, Zach Purton. Oh, yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah, so so Zach will ride it, which is good. And then in Melbourne, as you said, Victoria Road has arrived um, out at Werribee. Really, really happy there. And uh, Oz had a chat with me again this morning, and the feedback from the stable is extraordinary. So we're happy there. And Valiant King will be um, will be Jamie Carr. Uh, very happy there too. And hope, hopefully we get the run in the Caulfield Cup. So this is madness, really. So... Your King Charles runners, Buckaroo and Light Infantry, they don't have to have a CT scan before that race. They need to be not not to the same level that they do down here, but yep. they still need to be thoroughly checked. So they'll have to be checked before they race in the Cox Plate, however. Correct. Yep. 100%. Um, who's your best chance of Group 1 glory then? Uh, I think I think Light Infantry would be very, very hard to beat in the King Charles. I mean, it's going to be a good race. Um but I know Kieran's pretty happy and, and look, you know, the horse has got great international form. He's after last week, we <clears throat> Victoria Road's a chance in the Cox yeah, Plate. And, and look, and I think Victoria Road, you know, traveling out, obviously we've got to beat the Hong Kong horse. James seemed pretty, Romantic uh, warrior. GC seemed pretty up and about after its work yesterday. He must at, have. Um, wonder if he's eating still. Yeah. Well, let's hope he's not. That might be the only chance we've got of beating him, but. But I think Victoria Road's a nice horse. Oz has done a great job getting hold of him. And, and I will say the relationship with Coolmore, obviously through Yes, Yes, Yes in the early days, uh, and then they bought Cool and Gadda, and we obviously bought Sir Dragon A. And, and the great thing about Coolmore is, you know, Tom Magna rang Aussie the minute we won with Sir Dragon A. He was the first person to FaceTime him and say congratulations. So, you know, we, um, we, we've got a great relationship with those guys. We obviously support their yearling sales and, and, and their international horses and, so look, we're really excited about about getting Victoria Road to the Cox Plate, and let's hope um, let's hope he can he can turn up in in the, in the right fettle. Just for the punters out there, Wayne, I'll go to you here, Johnny, because you've had so much experience along the the journey with these internationals. Like you see, just just fine do what he did there in the Metrop, and he couldn't get out of his own way in the UK, and he comes over here and finds three or four lengths. How do we like? It's just such. Is it is it a guessing game, Wayne, with these internationals? <laughs> Um, well, it, well, well, it, it is a, it is a little bit because at the end of the day, if you if you line if you bring them all out here, some horses are going to fire and other horses won't, and then you will get the horses that are mediocre that come out here and just thrive. I mean, you know, Zaki's one that comes to mind. He had issues, to be honest, and everyone knew he was there. And it's not like these horses. It's not like Johnny and and Ozzy are just picking up a rock and finding these horses. They're all there. It'd be like them coming to us and just walking around to each bar and going, I want to try and buy that, that, and that. But while Johnny's talking, two things I was thinking was, how much money have they spent trying to win these races? And number two, our breeding industry, breeders, you've got to start breeding staying horses again because, and the Kiwis, they, they have to find another good staying stallion because we are spending way too much money. I mean, you ring up and you go, hi, I'm from Australia. They must be going, Another million, another million. I mean, that's what they've got to be saying now because, you know, we we, we all get we, – we don't all, but plenty of us get quoted these horses. It's as simple as that. And, I mean, the price tags are expensive. So if you can afford to buy them and race them and do it well and good, but I, I you know, the win, the winners are the, uh, the European people, not the Aussie people to a point. Johnny? Yeah, look, I think from our perspective, in Oz and I talk about this a lot, um, we've got a really loyal group of um, – sort of supporting owners that jump in a lot of the horses and, and the base of those people continues to extend, which is really good. 
um, Oz opens that up, which is fantastic. The problem you've got, Wayne, is it just takes so much time, mate. We go and buy yeah. weanlings or yearlings. And, 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 and I don't care what anybody says. You, you know, you're spending 200, 400, 600, but by the time you spend 100 or 150 or 600 on a, on a yearling or a weanling, yep. Wayne, but by the time you get them to the track, fully broken in, and if they are a staying type, generally they probably wouldn't race until the back end of the, the two-year-old career if you're lucky. So then you're probably looking at racing during a three-year-old career. You're talking about horses that have had limited experience. They're not ready and then that derby comes up really quickly. So most of the horses that come out of the VRC derby don't actually go on. Um, I, I think that would be fair to say. Mm. Um, we then go to an AJC derby. We'll make the 600 horses probably 800 or 900 by the time you see whether the thing can gallop or not. Yeah, and it's not necessarily yeah. about the money sometimes. Oh, I'm not bagging. I just think we would prefer in the staying instances to buy... Um, horses that um, Aussie on his rating system says they will come out and, and reach a mark. And we've got a lot of people. And as I, I always say... So do you say buy this, she light? Do you buy she light a horse like him? Do you try and buy a yeah, horse look, like Yeah, look, yeah, he's a really nice horse. And we try, we did yeah. try to buy him. Fair um, call. Yeah, we Fair did call. try to buy him. Because he's, you know, and he's a little bit like a Hitotsu, isn't he? You know, like the same as... Ken Keys, though. He can find a $10,000, $20,000 yearling. He has a good horse every second year, that boy. Go back and have a look. Yeah. I mean, he does such a such a good job he with does. a very small team, Ken. And he does. And he's had no luck with no luck with that horse yeah. either. We'll take a break. Come back with oh nos and yes, yes, yeses. This is the Monday Means Test. Live across Australia on SEN Track. Giddy up with Gareth Hall. Who knows? Let's get stuck into it. Johnny, you can kick off well, the I had the, pleasure, I had the pleasure of watching this live on yep. the weekend, these Oh Knows, uh, in Sydney. Uh, hadn't been to the races there for a while. Great day, beautiful weather. Zach Lloyd's ride on El Tivo, your horse, Hawksy. I, I, I just, I had something on it. I've got absolutely no idea what he was doing. He thought he was four and five deep. Then he decided to go back in, so he slaughtered it. It should have won easy. Uh, Jason Collett rode one of my horses, uh, one of the syndicate horses with a boys called Promises Kept, uh, decided to push the button three and a half yes. hours before he needed to, uh, just shocking, mm -hmm. horrendous. And, uh, and your favorite jockey that I got pulled up for on the weekend, I said, he's a terrific young bloke, Tyler Sheila. He nearly fell off democracy manifest. It should have won easy. Yeah. My own nose are the two Brisbane sides. So close, but so far, especially the Broncos. How could they lose that match against the Panthers? Um, I've got an interesting stat. I don't know if I'll use this or not. I might pass it, run it past it by Johnny O'Neill before we ask Wayne about this stat that I've just been sent. Um, <laughs> it's fascinating reading, by the way. What about your own no, Wayne? You there? Wayne's not there. We'll take a break. We'll come back with Yes, Yes, Yeses and Wayne Hawke straight after this. Live across Australia on SEN Track, Giddy Up with Gareth Hall. Welcome back to Giddy Up. Wayne um, needs to get to his own nose now. Wayne, are you there? We're a bit worried about you. The trucks, we can hear the trucks. <laughs> Well, I'm parked in a parking bay at a uh, service station. When I saw well, here comes another one. Yeah, you're right, mate. Come close up. Yeah, good on you. You're it's not selling the hamburgers up there, yeah. are you? No, I'm not. But uh, I've had an influx of uh, vehicles. Yes. Right. My, are we doing a no-no? Yes. Yes. Take it away. Um, I, I've got I've got a left field no. I don't mind at the football, but it, when you're outside of the football, right? At what age is it not acceptable to wear a football guernsey? How many blokes have you seen in the last two days that are like 50 and 60 years of age wearing a Collingwood Guernsey? I reckon there should be a legal age limit on that outside of a, outside of a football ground. Well, you Is just... that only because you can't get one to fit yes. you? Or... Of course I can't. Um, yeah, have you got any yes, yes, yeses? I've got no, a... I, you know what? Yeah. The yes, yes, yes is very simple. Racing is unbelievably well and live and kicking. 
after last set, uh, last weekend's whole performance of everywhere. Yeah. Tracks are racing good last weekend. Everything's been going good. The great horses are winning. It was a good weekend last right. weekend. I don't think it gets much better. Yeah, I think the female jockey's winning those two group ones. Uh, I see yeah. Team Hawks could maybe... Um, um, well, I think supporting female jockeys across the country has been unbelievable. Yes, unbelievable. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, the other, the other really important one, yes, 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 is um, young Benny Willis, who uh, obviously heads up the syndicate that have got just fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what a My yes, race yes, yes. Well, what about that? He, he heads that up. He's a terrific young guy and is married to Georgia Friedman, Lee's daughter. Yeah. So a yes, yes, yes for allowing, for Lee allowing... That horse to be with Gabe, I poor, would have thought. Poor old Lee, can't even get a horse. Like. Well, yes, he can. What do you mean? He trained a couple of winners on the weekend he on the did? Gold Coast. No, he's flying at the he's moment. He's going right on the up Gold there. Coast and the on the Gold Coast. Yeah, but he's done it all. He's yeah. won them all. He's Hall up of there Hey, um, Wayne, well done with the Cheetah Sand. That was my yes, yes, yes. Blinkers on to Sandown. Um, Airman was impressive. Jeez, if, um, They're on fire, mate. The Jared would on fire. Yeah, G. Waitley would have made some money then because he always has a dollar each way. He gets Wayne's, he gets Wayne's A-plus set mail. We, we miss out. Um, Don't know about that, but all I'm going to hear about is uh, my racehorse on Wednesday when I'm going with Gareth because his father owns one of those micro no, shares. Jared, and, uh, Jared, not Gareth, uh, Jared, Jared, Gareth, you're all yeah. the same. You both start with G. Yeah. Um, you, you're both the G-spots. Do you have a winner? Do you have a winner for us today? <laughs> Do you have a winner for us today, um, Wayne? Galano won well in uh, Geelong the other day. He's running in Sydney. Are you I, saddling? I got one today. Well, you know, I got one today. Yeah, who? Sit and steer today. Oh. oh, here we go. Go on. Yeah. It's in Sydney, it? Warwick Farm. A thing called Yasuki. Oh. Guy. I think it's in the second last. Chris Waller. Yeah. Do you know Cadolphin and Team Hawks have a competition? Um, what? They, they, ha- they, they have a, like, who's the best, who's the best saddler up or up? D. Beedman or W. Hawks? <laughs> <laughs> It'd be one of the only things I reckon I'd be better at than D. Beedman. Oh, there you go, because I've done it for 30 years and he hasn't. Well, you make sure you but put the tongue tie on this horse today anyway. Um, always... Watch out for Jamie Carr. That's all. She's oh, coming, mate. Oh, she is coming thanks. for you. Thanks for that, Wayne. Thank you, boys. Thank you, Johnny. Good to see you, mate. I'll be Look back. after yourself. We're going out to Flemington tomorrow. Track work. Turnbull. Really? Yep. We feel the Turnbull Stakes. Might see if we can... You know, get the clock. Um, wonder if Wayne invited us to his hut. Well, there'd be hamburgers there. Yeah. Um, you have a great day today. Um, I'll be back tomorrow morning from 8 o'clock. Who knows where I'll be? It's 11 o'clock in news time.